Welcome, player two, to the land of Pod. This week, why is red so important to that Star Wars teaser image? And we'll also be answering the question, as far as geekery is concerned, as to whether or not it's okay to punch a Nazi. Spoiler alert, most of your favourite comic book characters have punched Nazis. By now, you've probably worked out that this isn't what the frack, this is the land of Pod. The biggest clue that I drip... The biggest clue that I dropped there was that the podcasts have different names. Grimbones and Lucky Bones aren't here because they're off doing their own thing on the internet. Go and follow them and support them because I know they're going to be doing some amazing things. This this is just me because uh, I'm not very good at the whole social thing, but I really like parties like this one. So come with me, player two. Oh, by the way, I'm Kitty M, the old geek, and I'm going to be your guide in the land of Pod. So grab a sword, because I'm a healer and I'm quite squishy. Let's let's start easy. Let's go to the tavern. I hear they've got some great news there. And meat. See, player two, I told you I could bring you to a tavern. How cool is this place? You know, it's owned by a gremlin called Gimli. And yeah, I know it's usually a dwarf name, but uh, I think on his mum's side and you don't care about that, you're more interested in the news. I get it. I get it. While you were being served meat by that rather attractive orc bartender, I managed to get over to the notice board and grab some quests for us, plus some news of what's going on in the land of geek. Do you want to hear about it? Or do you want to hear about Gimli's mum? You're right, the news is, is probably better. Okay, so the first thing is what happened at the Oscars. Well, not at the Oscars, with the Oscars nominations, did you see? <laughs> they left out your name, are they insane? I mean, how do you overlook your name? I don't, I don't get it. I had no problem with most of the nominations. In fact, they did really well this year, I think. I think they chose some class movies. But seriously, like, they have room for Hacksaw Ridge, but not for Deadpool? Are we, are we actually doing that? And I mean, the animation list is good. You should see everything on that list. But how do you miss out your name? Is it because it's an anime? Or is it because... They knew that your name would carve a meat sack spilled path of destruction through all the other contenders before it came face to face with Moana, and then the two Goliaths of beauty would fight in a crazed dance of destruction and feelings that would tear asunder our very souls as we tried in vain to decide which is more deserving. Because if that's the case, I can, I can kind of understand it. But still, I would have put your name in there. Aside from that, Moana had better win now. There's no other contender. Your name and Moana, I think, are on the same platform of beautiful. They're just different. And it's more than just a Disney movie. You know? So if you haven't seen a player two, go and see it and feel some of those human emotions. I liked the other animations in the list, but Zootopia? Really? Zootopia over your name? I mean, I like Jason Bateman as much as anyone else. Probably a little bit more, because I've got a tiny crush on him. Speaking of which, there's a rumour there could be a prequel Arrested Development, and I am down with that if there's more of the Jay Bateman. Jason Bateman, not like John Bateman. I don't know if there's a John Bateman. There probably is. I'm not interested in him as an actor. What's that? Comic book news and not Jason Bateman news? That's... I can... 
I can do that. I've got stuff on that. Okay, so this is actually pretty cool. Um, Image have another Humble Bundle out. It's out until sometime into February, so you don't have that long. But their titles include Moonshine and Shudder and I Hate Fairyland. And quite frankly, Shudder is less talked about but should be talked about more kinds of comic books. It's a really interesting story. If you like sci-fi, you'll get into it. But also the artwork is just... It's when those things come together, that's what Shudder is. And if you do the Humble Bundle, you'll get a chance to see it without paying too much and helping a great cause. So uh, the charity for Image, no surprise, is the Human Rights Campaign Foundation, which is an LGBT uh, civil rights group. So I think it'd be nice to support those people. So I definitely recommend it because uh, Moonshine and I Hate Fairyland also class. Uh, also, really cool thing that's happening, if you don't like paying for comic books at all, I don't know what kind of person that makes you, but Wonder Woman is going to be in free comic book day handouts, and that's on May 6th. So, you know, reasons to uh, to celebrate May 6th, other than the fact that it's May the 6th be with you, which is the best day, unlike May the 4th, those sneaky Jedi. We'll talk about more about them later. A Shazam movie is apparently in the works, but it will be centered around Black Adam. Now, Shazam, obviously, you know, has to do with Captain Marvel, who's in the DC universe. Don't think too hard about that. And while you're not thinking too hard about things, the fact that Captain Marvel is actually an eight or ten year old boy who turns into a, a Superman type character just by saying the word Shazam because he's magic. That's right, DC has magic. Take that, Marvel. Yeah. And I can't wait for a Black Adam film, because apparently The Rock will be Black Adam. Or, I just feel like this is a way they can make up for Suicide Squad. Okay, nothing can make up for Suicide Squad, but this would go a long way to helping me heal after watching Suicide Squad. Oh, and did you hear about this? Of course you did, you're a geek. Um, Pokemon Jewel is looking amazing. So it's like Pokemon Go, but this time you get to crush your friends. I like that. I like that a lot. I'm downloading it at the moment, but I've already seen a few people playing it. It looks beautiful. Uh, only problem is apparently it's a little more complex than Pokemon Go. And to that I say, just get good, people. Just get good in time for Fire Emblem Heroes to come out, which is out on like February 2 on Android and on some iPhones, I think, depending on where you are in the world. But this is big for me because I'm an Android user. We usually have to wait. Yeah, we're taken over. And that's uh, that's all the news I could find. I, mean, I know there was more news, but there was an orc standing in the way of the uh, notice board <clears throat> and um, I couldn't ask them to move. Because I got scared. Not because they're an orc, but because I have social anxiety. Anyway, we should get out of this tavern, right? We should go on an adventure, and I have got the best quest for us. We're going to go and talk about Star Wars with the Beardy Hammer. Yeah, this guy knows so much. He's got entire universes in his head. He's in the Valley of the Miniatures. We can, we can go right now. Come on. By the way, I've got this shrink ray. Guess what I'm going to do with it? 
Okay, player two, don't touch anything. We're in the Valley of the Miniatures. I know they look really giant, but I used a shrink gun so that they would look giant because we're in the Valley of the Miniatures. It was going to be like the Valley of the Giants, but we're here to talk to someone who knows more about this stuff than I do when it comes to, like, Star Wars. So we have come to the beady, like, the most beadiest beady I know, Hello, Beardy Hammer. Hello. The resurgence of Star Wars is exciting mm-hmm. and uh, really has brought about, I won't say renaissance because Lego Star Wars actually was the thing that really brought Star Wars back into the lives of little people. Um, and by that, I mean not leprechauns. I'm talking about, like, you know, kids. Oh, um, they're people too? Oh, only technically. <laughs> so, yeah, so basically when Lego Star Wars came out, it, um, it brought Star Wars to a whole new generation of kids. Um, obviously, for big kids like myself, Star Wars had always been very important. Um, and certainly with the advent of the new films, I think that's really what's driving this new interest in Star Wars. Okay. Well, with it all, they, they a little bit of backstory is they had a very extended universe, more than the three good movies and those two sort of okay movies and that one really bad movie that they had before all of this new new stuff. Uh, but there was an extended universe, so there, there's comic books and, and book books and now that's all gone. Is that right? Yeah, look, in 2014, um, when Disney basically took control of the Star Wars franchise, bought it for some billions of dollars, and have pretty much already made their money back, which is incredible when you think about it. Just amazing. Uh, yeah, they, they decided the, that most of the extended universe actually wasn't canon anymore. There are some things that are still canon. Um, some of the old comics uh, are canon. A couple of the old novels are canon. And obviously all the movies are canon. Um, interestingly, Star Wars Clone Wars, uh, there's some talk as to whether that is or isn't canon, the animated series. Um, and yeah, so it's, the extended universe is now pretty much gone. It's, it's, it's what, um, DC would call a multiverse. Ah, okay. Which brings me to the reason I have come seeking your knowledge. Yes, Pad One. <laughs> the latest teaser for the latest Star Wars film has been released, and it's basically just Star Wars in the Star Wars font and the words saying The Last Jedi. Does this mean we can finally get rid of Jedi? Because you know what's happening. You knew what was happening in the movies when we went to see it, and you sat there like a good Game of Thrones watcher as I was like, What? No, not that! Uh, so do you know what's, like, it's, spoiler alert, is this like the end of the Jedis and I don't have to worry about them anymore and I can finally turn to the dark side well, without them annoying me? Well, really good question, uh, because I don't know if this has been mentioned, but this is the first time since Return of the Jedi that the Star Wars uh, logo has been written in red. Oh. The colour of Darth Vader's lightsaber. <sighs> so it's usually written in yellow. So, um, obviously, the normal Star Wars A New Hope was yellow, um, and with the, the, the advent of the red and Return of the Jedi, and now, of course, you know, The Last Jedi, uh, which to me just sounds like a bad Disney film. The Last Jedi. It sounds like they got really bad at, like, the, the Avatar thing. So it's like The Last Airbender, The Last Jedi, but it's not really because some kid's going to show up and be the next one. Like Korra. Yeah. I think the interesting thing with this, and I, I'm, I'm not entirely sure what they're going to do. I knew what they did in the Extended Universe. Basically, in the Extended Universe, uh, Luke, uh, who, who was never tr- properly trained. Um, there's a, George Lucas did a very, very clever thing. 
and many clever things, but one of them was what he did was if you watch Luke fight, he fights in a completely different way to the way that Count Dooku fights, that Qui-Gon Jinn fights, that Obi-Wan fights. They all fight in a very disciplined way. They're very calm. They're fluid, flowing motions. Darth Maul is a bit more frenetic because he obviously has turned to the dark side. and he, He's consumed by anger. Mm. Um, but Luke fights in a way that's very desperate. He uses, he uses um, short um, thrusts and sweeps instead of those kind of very... You, you watch Vader. Vader just stands there and just sweeps his lightsaber like the others. Now, Luke was never properly trained. So the thing is, what happens is he then takes on the apprentice, which, of course, was Han Solo's son. Because Luke wasn't properly trained, he couldn't properly train um, Kylo Ren uh, and obviously the other Jedi as well. Um, and I think... I'm curious whether The Last Jedi is actually not the new female protagonist. It's Luke. Luke is the last Jedi. Luke is, and they do this in the Star Wars films, and we've talked about this, but obviously not while we are in the land of Pod, because it was not recorded at the time. Uh, well, I was recording. <laughs> nice. Uh, they have this theme within the Star Wars films where you have a young person, uh, traditionally it's, it's the dude, it's, it's Luke, who is like, oh, I've just discovered this cause. I'm really passionate about this cause. Let me tell you how you're also meant to be passionate. And he's kind of, he's quite a zealot in the movies. And then you kind of see that in Rogue One. The girl in Rogue One is all like, I've just discovered this cause and I feel really passionately about it. And let me tell you how you're meant to do this cause. Uh, Luke is like that when it comes to the Jedi. And then you've got Rey, who... Uh, is in Force Awakens, she's less of a zealoty type person. Kylo Ren, totally a zealot, but she's not. And so I'm interested to know how that's going to translate because she's in that way different from the usual protagonist. She's not as... She doesn't seem as passionate. She seems more just smart and not running into things. So if he is the last Jedi, is that because all Jedi are basically zealots that are trying to control what we do? Well, all Jedi's cheat when fighting in combat. There's a running theme in the Star Wars movies that when you, the Jedi come up against someone more powerful than them, which the, the, um, the Dark Jedi are, um, they'll always fight two against one. You see it in all the prequels, um, and frankly it's unfair, let's be honest. Uh, though I wonder whether um, the reason why we don't see Rey... Uh, being a zealot like that is because she's only, as we get to the end of the film, she's only really just discovered it. I mean, she's she's aware of the whole thing of Jedi's and what they do and that kind of thing, just from myth. I mean, they even say when she's on the planet, whatever it's called, Jakku? I think it's called Jakku. Yeah. When they're on that planet, um, the, it's it's a myth. Even though it's, it's recent history, it's just flown by people's minds. You know, people on Jakku may have never seen a Jedi, so for them it's not doesn't touch them. But yeah, I think I think it's more just the fact that she is only just discovering it. And and it's going to be interesting how she gets in touch with the Force because Luke is damaged, very, very, very damaged. I mean, physically damaged, but also from the fact that in the extended universe, Luke effectively turns to the dark side. He's unable to control his anger. Um, he's unable to to really be the Jedi because he's undisciplined. He can't, he can't do it. Well, he, no, sorry. He can do it. He just can't do it as well as people who are properly trained. So it would be interesting to see what she does do and whether maybe she is Force-sensitive, but not necessarily a Jedi. She may not become a Jedi. 
that's because that's what they said of is it Han Solo and uh, Leia might just be like force sensitive. Yes. Well, in, in what what does force sensitive mean? Okay, so basically they're like um you you would have seen the character who owned the bar in um the Force Awakens. Can't remember her name at the moment. Now she's force sensitive. Yes, yes. Yes. So she's force. So, so there are, there are creatures and and people and races that are force sensitive. The huts are force sensitive. That means they're aware of the force and are completely undaunted by it. A Jedi cannot turn a hut in any way. They just can't. They, they can't have an influence on them. Um, so pe- there, are, there are races and, and people who are Force-sensitive. So Leia would probably be Force-sensitive um, rather than actually necessarily being a Jedi. And I wonder whether Rey is probably Force-sensitive, but she may not become a Jedi. Okay, is that maybe why that, that fight scene between mm. her and Kylo Ren? Mm. You reckon that's why she just wailed on him like no one had ever wailed on him? Because she's like, you can't do it. You can't touch me, Mm -hmm. son. And I think that she realised that, and we all really realise it when you watch the scene where he's interrogating her. And when he's interrogating her, it's very obvious that he can't get through to her. He can't. Now, whether she's aware of the power at the time or whether later she puts two and two together, I don't know. But certainly Luke would be able to inform her later on when they go through the training. Um, if they go through with the training, we're not sure whether Luke actually will train her. He may decide not to. Um, and really, she's now just this Force-sensitive character, and he becomes the last Jedi. Um, obviously, I mean, there's, there's rumours and speculations with, speculation whether he will die in this next one. Um, I mean, you know, he's not going to live forever. He's not Yoda. Um, but I don't know. I, I think in a way it's kind of poetic if he is the last Jedi. And maybe she can pass on the traditions and maybe she can train people but she doesn't herself become a Jedi. Um, we never really saw Leia, or Princess Leia, as we used to call it in my day, um, <laughs> we never saw her develop anything necessarily, um, even though she kind of knew that she was Force-sensitive in some way. The, the children, the twins, because she and Han Solo had twins um, in the extended universe, and they were both Force-sensitive. Uh, and I believe became Jedi. Don't I'm not sure about that. Can't remember. Um, but yeah, so th- there is a distinction between the two. So in a way, it'd be interesting to see if Luke is the last Jedi. What if Leia is a Jedi, and or not not Jedi? Because I mean, Jedi is the way that you use the Force. Yes, yeah, yeah. Right? A, a Jedi. A Jedi. We need to say a Jedi Knight. So a Jedi is a Force sensitive person that has used those powers. Um, to become a warrior. Yeah, in in the way that the Jedi teach you. Should yes, use the that's force. right. So it's it's sort of it. Well, it is religion, yeah, or uh, philosophy. It, it's definitely. a discipline. It's a discipline. It's yeah. a discipline. Yeah. So without Leia being necessarily a Jedi, but she is very good at leading people. Mm. She's very good at inspiring people. We've already said that Jedi are very good at making people believe things that aren't real. These are not the clones you were looking... With drones? Robots? Droids? Droids. That's the one. Look, I knew it was something in the Star Wars universe that we weren't looking for, but a Jedi wiped my mind, and I couldn't remember what it was. But she can convince people really well, hey, guys, we're going to go do this. Could that be because maybe she just has the power of the Force and is using it like a Jedi, but not necessarily even knowing that she's using it like a Jedi. So there's a fantastic um, thought. 
if you rewatch A New Hope, first Star Wars film, if you rewatch that with the thought that Leia, Leia, uh, was Force-sensitive, could she have been bending Grand Moff Tarkin to her will the entire time? When she says, you know, when she's talking to him, is she actually using Jedi mind powers without necessarily knowing that she's actually doing it? Yeah. It's very, it's very possible. Luke and Han did find her very easily. Yeah. She could have led them the whole time to, oh, wow. Mm. So it, it kind of changes things a little bit. It also changes things as to why Solo came back when he left. He could have just taken the money and run. Now, did he come back because he liked her? Did he come back because the Force was calling him back? You know, like, there's all these things where, you know, she could possibly have used this Force to bring him back. Wow. Right. Wow. And then with, with Vader there, uh, also with Tarkin in those conversations, was he then able to somehow use his Force power to block hers? Yeah, and he, he kind of tortures her in a similar way that Kylo tortures Rey. Like, and in that kind of trying to use it, and she's, like, not having any of that, and by the way, you both smell, which I think is the best insult ever. She basically says to them, you smell, when they first come on. <laughs> that's that's beautiful. That's it's the best. And if you remember, Vader says that she's not bending to his will. Remember the scene of the torture droid? He later on says that, look, she's not saying, she's not spilling, she's not saying anything. Because she, she can. Player two. Shh. We're in a library. The greatest library you'll ever be in. Possibly the only library you'll ever be in. You don't look like that much of a reader. I might be wrong, but this place, this is the Hall of Geek. Here is the knowledge of all the geek verses that ever existed. We can come here and find the answer to any moral quandary, any personal problem. If we are one day lacking motivation to do what is right and good, on the darkest of days we can come here and find the answer. How cool is this? Don't give me that look. Anyone could have made that mistake. How was I supposed to know that the Hall of Geek is surrounded by a lake of fire? Yeah, I know on the map it shows the symbol for a lake and that symbol is red where it's usually blue, but I just thought that was an artistic thing. Not that it was actually a lake of fire. I don't know what you're complaining about. You're in armour. <laughs> I'm the one who's the cloth wearer. So, who was in more danger while I was standing on your head screaming, please get me out of here. Oh god, oh god. Hmm? Who was in more danger? Okay, still technically you. But, <laughs> let's focus on where we are, which is the hall of Hall of Geek that contains all the knowledge of Geek ever and possibly a few supernatural beasts that stalk the halls waiting for knowledge seekers to come in and then they 
tend to eat them or turn them into beasts. So while you were complaining about being on fire because you were on fire, I went and I found the scrolls that will help us answer the question. And we should answer this question very quickly because I may have disturbed some werewolves. And you do smell quite tasty because you're already cooked. Yeah. So, here is the question that the internet has been asking. Is it okay to punch a Nazi? And I thought Geekery would have the answer to what is really quite a complex question. I mean, it seems simple, but it's the weighing up of right to free speech and right from violence and not wanting to become like those that you're fighting against. And Geekery has a very nuanced answer. The answer to whether you should punch a Nazi is yes, preferably in the face. I was expecting more of an extrapolation on that, but I guess not. Actually, Geekery has a huge history of punching Nazis. In fact, they might have been the instigators of the whole you're totally allowed to punch a Nazi in the face, or anywhere else, kind of thought process. It really started with a guy called Jack Kirby, at least that's where I like to think it started. He's the co-creator of Captain America, so if you know who Stan Lee is, you should know who Jack Kirby is, because... It's kind of like a Steve Jobs, Wozniak kind of thing, right? Jack Kirby was amazing. He's one of the people who's responsible for that one cover where Captain America is totally punching Hitler in the face. Not only that, Jack Kirby actually served in World War II, where he, you guessed it, punched Nazis. Uh, he also used his artistic talents, or they used his artistic talents, to draw maps for the Allies. His story is amazing, so you should totally go and, and read more about him, because yeah, I really like him. But Captain America's not the only one that's punched a Nazi. Wonder Woman punched Nazis, Hellboy punched Nazis, killed Nazis, and foiled their plots to destroy the world through supernatural means. Superman totally has punched Nazis. Even outside of comic books. I mean, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade is just a movie about a guy going around and punching Nazis. Like a lot. And then you've got movies like Inglorious Bastards. Well, we know what that's about. And Iron Sky, which is about a colony of Nazis that are living on the dark side of the moon. And that entire movie is just one big lead up to wanting to punch that Nazi. So, yeah, it's pretty relevant to Geekery, the idea of violence against Nazis. I mean, it's more of a thing in Marvel than in DC that I've found, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but even the bad guys don't like Nazis. They treat them with disdain, even when they're, like, one of them. They all use the Nazi party, but they still kind of see them as these weaklings, these people whose fears and hatred can be used to their eventual end, like the bad guy's eventual end. Yeah, they're seen as pawns, they're seen as people who are weak. So that's really interesting, I thought. But then sometimes, I don't know, I just figure whenever we talk about this in geekery, you've got to remember that this is something that actually happened and... I don't really like it when people use it as a plot point. It's like, oh, this person's evil because they're a Nazi, which I get. But it shouldn't just be a shorthand in a narrative, you know? I just, I just wonder sometimes if we dilute it a little bit 
story player too. I'm getting morbid. You know what's really cool though? The one guy I associate most with punching Nazis in Geekery actually isn't Captain America because I'm a huge DC fan. And I've never really liked Superman, right? But something really cool is happening soon that is totally relevant to the discussions that we're having right now. It's happening in Super Sons issue one, and you can see some of the previews on uh, the Bleeding Cool website. And it's actually a discussion from the position of Batman and Superman as to the morality of punching Nazis. For this to be in its first kind of issue, I'm really looking forward to it. I think it's out sometime in February, so yeah. Superman and Batman discussing the morality of punching Nazis. And they say comic books won't teach you anything. Anyway, player two, we uh, we better get out of here. Mainly because I just saw a Gorgon. Please run. Well, we are back here in the tavern. And we made it through the lava with the Gorgon chasing us. Yeah, and you know, you're not looking that bad anymore. Going through that jungle wasn't an expected thing that I'd planned, and certainly not that you would be allergic to every plant in the actual jungle, but the itching will probably go away. <laughs> That's it. We're done. Hey, when you get back to meat space, I was thinking, player two, you should um, you should check out this this thing I've heard about. It's called Necro Barista. It's like a visual novel sort of thing, but it's about making coffee for the undead. It looks kind of cool, kind of anime esque. You should you should look at that. I think you'd like it. Yeah. Me? Oh, no. I um, I think I'll stay here a little longer. You know. In the land of pot. But, uh, hey, if you liked this, maybe next week we can go again. Yeah, I, I know some places. We could go explore. And, you know, I'm here, but I'm also on the internet. You can find me at Chaos Kitty M. And, uh, you know, we could chat. If you wanted. There's, a, there's also going to be a Facebook page for The Land of Pod. It's kind of Spartan. If you go and like it, that'd be cool, but I'm not your boss yet. I haven't taken over the world just yet. Go and play too. Go back to Meat Space. I'll be here next week. Until then, play too.